Hey there, nursing community. Welcome back for episode nine. Nine episodes in for two male nurses. It's two male nurses. We're back at it again. Uh, we're bringing you some stuff here. We're just talking medications. Yeah. We're not. We're not pharmacists. No, we are definitely not. Not, not pharmacists. Um, uh, but we just a few interesting things that we have seen with the few medications that we use. Every day. Every day we go to work, we use these meds, and just uh, a couple of interesting observations that we were reading about the other day in one of of our books. So I would share them with you guys. Here they come. Hey guys, so we're going to be talking one of our favorite medications in the ICU. And no, it's not propofol, (laughs) second favorite. We're talking pressors. Yeah, we're talking pressors. You know, I I think... uh, you, you come in for the day, oh, your patient's on Neo, Levo, and Dopa, and you just kind of nod your head and stumble in there, look at your pumps, everything's... Realize they're all dry. Great, great dose verified, yeah, <laughs> okay. But um, some, we're, each of these medications uh, kind of does something a little different, and um, knowing just in the back of your head, this medication kind of does this... Uh, we think would, well, I thought it was very interesting. Yeah, and it's so beneficial. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, I'm just saying what's so cool about pressors, they're very, very potent medications, very specific, and we can titrate them to a variety of ranges. And if they're on four pressors, we have the, we have like the doctor's order. You can put up, down, whichever ones you want. And you what know? do you do? You turn one way up and then you kind of bump the other one up and oh, they're like, both oh, not man. working. We bump up the third one and oh, yeah. all three aren't working. We bump up. Well, but they're all just doing just little different things. Yeah. And so those finding that different combination of, well, let me turn this one down actually a little bit. Let me turn this one actually up since I know kind of what I want for yeah. the recipe. Maybe it'll help my patient. Oh, it's a recipe. I love it's, that. Yeah. So, okay, so real yeah, quick, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to throw this out here. Uh, these are the receptors. And so understanding this is, again, just some kind of basic vocab, but understanding the receptors that each medication touches, just kind of having that in the back of your head will make the rest of it a little bit simpler. So your first... You got your alpha one receptor. Okay, these are we're pulling this out of one of our one of our textbooks, but this is vessels in your in your head. You want to think blood vessels. Okay, alpha one is blood vessels. The effects of having an alpha one receptor initialized or activated. You can say mm-hmm. activated alpha one receptor is vasoconstriction on most vessels, especially the arterioles. I'm just reading that from the book. Vasoconstriction of vessels, especially the arterioles. Mm -hmm. But so alpha-1, constriction. It's going to raise your blood pressure. It's constriction. Cool. Cool. So is that that going to touch your heart rate at all? No, it's just... Alpha-1 receptors and vessels. It's going to boost your your blood pressure through vasoconstriction. Cool. So now we're just going to jump right into beta-1 receptors. Okay, beta-1, you can remember beta-1, you only have one heart. Your beta one receptors are on your heart. Right. Okay. That's, that's from nursing school. They said that's one heart, school. two lungs, two beta lungs, one, beta, beta two. two right? Yeah, we'll remember that. So beta one, when those receptors are activated on the heart, we have an increase in heart rate. We all know that. But we also have an increase in contractility and conductivity as well, which is very interesting. So not only are we faster pumping, but we're also harder pumping, but then we're also having better electrical transfer through like the myocardium through it. It's very cool. Very cool. So, cool. so beta one receptors. So so beta one is going to increase your it's going to increase your heart rate. Now it might also increase your blood pressure, right? Because it's putting more blood out into the system. Yeah. Increase cardiac pumping output, faster, that, better, yeah. more more uh, effective pumping. But again, it's more focused on your heart. Is the right. beta. 
Um, oh, yeah. Oh, and then we also have beta 2. So beta 2, as we were talking, is in the lungs, and specifically the bronchial and vascular um, smooth muscle, okay? So when beta 2s are activated, which we're not really talking about like with our pressors and stuff, like pressors aren't activating that, but we're talking bronchodilation and vasodilation. Cool, okay, so that's beta 2, just so you know in your head, beta 1, beta 2. And then we also have uh, dopaminergic, dopaminergic. Okay, and this is the renal and mesenteric artery bed. So these dopaminergic, renal, and mesenteric artery bed receptors is dilation of the renal and mesenteric arteries. Pretty simple. It's just a little side note there. Then we also have the receptors vasopressin 1, vasopressin 2, vasopressin 3. Now, these are, we're not trying to get too deep into this, but we got vasopressin 1, high concentration in smooth muscle. Okay, vasopressin 2 is in the kidneys. Vasopressin 3 is in the pituitary gland. You got two kidneys, vasopressin 2, you got two kidneys, vasopressin 1, you got your smooth muscle, and then your vasopressin 3 is the pituitary gland. Now, that vasopressin activation causes vasoconstriction, except in the kidneys, it causes antidiuresis and fluid retention, right. whatever. Now, we're not going to talk about that it's, uh, today, but vasoconstriction with those vasopressors, vasopressin receptors. Right. Cool. So that's just some general stuff. That's cool. So alpha, beta, dopaminergic, and vasopressin drug are receptors. Basically. So the cool. receptor, each receptor does a little bit different thing. So if we hit one receptor, it's going to cause one action. We hit another right. receptor. Cool. Cool. So we're just going to jump right in. I think one of the, I one that, you know, in the um, ICU that we jump to and a lot of like intensivists like as the first line, you know, um, defense against hypotension is going to be our norepinephrine or our levofed. Okay. So that one, you know, is one of like, the, you know, one that we use a lot in the ICU. Okay. Now this one, norepinephrine has, um, a lot of alpha one activation. Okay. So what is alpha one? Alpha one is going to be peripheral vasoconstriction. Nice. Increase blood pressure. I know there's like some debate of like, whether it's like in the veins or arteries, but we're just talking, you know, in your vasculature, <laughs> we're causing vasoconstriction. Cool. Okay. Alpha the, one activation. Cool. And the, this book says alpha one is especially in the arterioles, but we're right. not going to comment on that. It's yeah. Just, we're talking vasoconstriction. Right. It has a lot of vasoconstrictive properties. Right. However, Norepinephrine also has like an affinity for beta one receptors. Now, is that affinity as high as the constriction? No. Okay. So it is. It, they like beta receptors, but they like alpha receptors even more. Norepinephrine does. So, so, so what does that mean? So, when you have someone on um, low norepinephrine levofed, you're going to be increasing, you know, their blood pressure through vasoconstriction. You know, they always talk about that, but then also through increasing their heart rate conduction and contractility so it's really like it's like a two-for-one deal but like not as much as some other medications that we'll talk about cool so you're not going to cause as much tachycardia but it definitely can it can cause a little bit of tachycardia and some of these yeah. patients maybe they need a little more heart rate right. but it can definitely cause a little tachycardia yeah. but it's going to cause more vasoconstriction right cool cool so then um the next one ben how about you you talk us through phenylephrine phenylephrine yeah this is phenylephrine is really cool Phenylephrine also has a ton of alpha-1, and according to the book, it has roughly the same amount of affinity towards alpha-1 receptors. Zero beta-1, zero beta-2. So it just doesn't, so cool. it doesn't touch your heart rate at all. So you Does give it? the phenylephrine, your vaso, your vasculature constricts, and your heart is the same. You're not right. getting tachycardic. You're not getting any sort of activation of those receptors in your, right. in your heart. You're constricting 
you're you're just you're just constricting you're raising the blood pressure it's so neat it's very cool so neat. it doesn't and, touch the heart i know like and there's like some and there's some studies and stuff that show that there is like some reflex like bradycardia we're not going to that but what the drugs classification is it is an alpha one you know it is purely vascular or you know your um your arterials you know all kind of thing it's so cool alpha that like one. that's that one so if you have a patient that's like hypotensive and they're on levo and they're getting more and more tachycardic you know oh maybe we can like you know take down the levo a little bit more and go on phenylephrine or neosinephrine you know is the other name for it and you know potentially that um losing that beta innervation will like you know bring the heart rate down and then bring the blood pressure up with the phenylephrine it's just it's pretty cool that like you can just balance between that for sure when you're so when you're titrating maybe just keeping that in the back of your head like man patient's kind of tachycardic maybe come down off the levo a little bit and you know you bump up the knee yeah if you're on both of them yeah for sure you see you just go yeah yeah yeah, absolutely patient will thank you yep uh so Actually, Andrew, you want to talk about epinephrine? That yeah, so the cool. next one is a really cool, um, very potent drug, epinephrine. You know, we're pushing it in codes and everything, but we never push it on a beating heart. That's like, you know, rule you don't want one. rule number one. Rule one. Yeah, so you're not going to push it on a beating heart. But we can have it in drip forms, okay? And, you know, everywhere has like different, you know, how many milligrams per however many cc's. But we're not talking about that today. We're talking about its innervation, and it is alpha and beta. Beta one or beta two? Beta one and beta two. Oh, it's both. It's so oh, that's cool. cool. Okay, yeah, it's so two. for the yeah, for so you're you're okay. anaphylactic. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Why we give you yeah. know epinephrine to someone who's like you know constricted airways and all that kind of stuff because it also will relax that bronchial. Yeah, you know, so Levo. Levo's alpha and then beta one. Epi's mm-hmm. alpha and beta one. And beta two. But it's also beta two. So yeah, cool. Yeah. Cool. So and then it's like you know it's very much so alpha. It's also very much so beta. So. You epinephrine will, will have, have tachycardia. Yeah, you, you will. will. And often, like, you know, in post-cabbage patients, they always come out on levo and epi, and we're just like, hey, they're a little bit bradycardic. I'd rather go up my epi first than my levo and hopefully increase that, you know, contractility and that conduction and that heart rate Love as it. well. Love yeah. It. So it is more, it's definitely more beta affinity. I don't know if that's like the right word for it. As affinity more so than, cool. yeah, yeah, for beta receptors, more so than norepinephrine or levofit. Okay. Cool. So that's, that's basically that one. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, so the last one we're just going to toss out there is DOPA. Uh, we're going to say vaso for, for another time, but the DOPA, uh, you have uh, dopamine. We use dopamine a decent amount as well. So dopamine is interesting because at lower doses, it has less affinity for the alpha. Am I saying that right? Yeah. Am I reading this right? Yeah. Lower doses has less affinity for the alpha. You have a little bit and you're going to have quite a bit of beta. Yeah. So, I mean, you kind of think about it, you know, you often have those like, you know, patients that are in like heart failure and everything. They're on those low doses of like, or even like, you know, a dobutamine or a dopamine and everything. Cause we know in those lower, you know, doses and stuff, we're having more of a beta effect. Yeah. It makes sense. Less I mean, than the, 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 the beta yeah. one, the heart failure, you're going to introduce right. you mean that positive inotropic effect. But it's not as much as like a vasoconstriction alpha right. innervation, you know, sometimes they are a little hypotensive, but it's not, it's not why we're giving it. We're doses. increasing the, increasing right. the heart rate, increasing the strength of contraction, yep. increasing the connectivity yeah. Yeah, as right. a beta. But as you go up on DOPA, you increase the alpha receptor affinity. Yeah. So when your dose is greater than 10 mics per kilo per minute, you're going to see a little bit more alpha. Yeah. 
so interesting. Very cool. Very, very interesting drugs, very potent drugs. And it's so cool that as nurses, like we have like that capability to be messing with, aren't messing, but titrating them very carefully and bring about a very, you know, quick and very important physiological response. It's very, very cool. Very cool. cool. Again, I'm just talking, I'm going to throw this just so you guys have it. That dopamine dose is, they're saying greater than five per kilo per minute and less than 10. So greater than five, less than 10, you kind of have that alpha and the beta. But once you get above 10 with the dopamine, you're you are hitting, you're hitting the alpha. All alpha, yeah. Um, and I, it, there was a, there's some like, we've definitely read some research about like the renal dose, dopamine, <laughs> the renal dose. I think it's falling out of favor. Mm. There was that one, there was that one, uh, one textbook we were reading where they talked about how it's, it's kind of falling out of favor. So we can't speak to that. Maybe keep in the back of your mind. If you're one of the, if you're a little bit more of an old school RN, you you remember the days when they used the renal dose from what we have seen research wise, it's, it's kind of falling out, but just keeping that idea of the different doses of dopamine, you can affect different receptors. Yeah, absolutely. So that we're going to wrap it up for today on those ones. We have more pressors to talk about. Absolutely. Next time that we're talking pressors, we're talking vasopressin and milrinone. Milrinone's cool. Milrinone's <laughs> so cool. Yeah. yeah, and we might throw in a few other ones too. Um, so yeah, I hope that you guys enjoyed that. I really hope that you guys can use this knowledge and better understand titration of vasopressors. Two male nurses expressly disclaims any liability in association with this podcast.